0: This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Public.com and Ledin.io. You'll hear more about them later on in this episode. What is up, everyone? I am Charlie Shrem, and you're watching and listening to another awesome episode of Untold Stories, where twice a week together, we get to dive deep with some of crypto's most influential leaders, passionate people. Those like my guests today, Brian, who have quit their job to go full-time into their project, uh, to really understand how this movement came to be, where we are right now, and where we're going in the future. Brian Lachlan, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories today. You uh, uh, are the are the developer and the lead project engineer. I don't even know what you'd call yourself, the leader of the Satoshiables NFT project, which is a an amalgamation of 5000 very unique uh, uh NFTs and you guys are up there in the you know the top projects like CryptoPunks and some of the others. I'm a holder of a Satoshiable. Um I love the project, but I love that power of the community and we're going to talk about that a lot today. But really like you were kind of telling me earlier on the show um how like Satoshi you're kind of like singing Satoshiable Satoshiable Satoshiables that you're what is, what is something about like non-fungible tokens? What is something about Satoshiables that you kind of wish everyone knew? What is something of, what do you know so much about that only oh, you hit your head against the wall sometimes when you meet someone and they don't really understand that concept or something?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's a good question. I mean, the, the, the actual project itself is it's a bit of fun, right? I mean, it's not, you can't take it too seriously um it's it's a funny uh, avatar project basically so it's not the most serious thing in the world but what i feel has basically been born out of this is, is the community side you touched on it there what we've been able to build just by uh building a community and our holders coming together on discord that's the special part for me right now but then it's also like what we can do with it as well you know like uh, going forward the utility and and just you know also celebrating the artwork a little bit. I can talk about the art later. So we have a young artist involved in the project as well. Um, So many people commenting on the art as well. So I like sharing art. I like sharing community. And I think it's really cool.
0: What did you do before?
1: So my background is in design. I was a designer. Uh, And then I quickly got annoyed that the things I was designing didn't work. So I kind of learned web development myself uh, over time, front-end development. A little bit of back-end development. Um, and then basically just started my career in front-end development. Uh, I started in Scotland, in Glasgow, and then moved over to Switzerland 11 years ago to to continue my career.
0: Do you like living there?
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Switzerland's... It was the hardest choice, but the best choice I ever made. I was only 24 years old. I had literally a suitcase and like £10 in the bank. And I thought, I got a job here, I got an offer, and I just, I just jumped on an airplane and moved over. Didn't speak a word of German. Didn't know anybody here. I thought it snowed three hundred sixty-five days a year, but you know, it's was, it's was the best choice I've ever made. Really, really beautiful place in Zurich.
0: It's uh, it's one of those places that's actually probably nicer when it's cold, like nicer in the winter time, which yeah. is why I really like it too. Yeah. Um. And crypto, actually, crypto like Ethereum and some of these early projects were founded, and and people were like locked up in their in their cold houses in in Switzerland and. They came up with some of these craziest ideas. And like the Ethereum Foundation, I think, I think is actually still based in Crypto Valley, like in Zug, I think it's pronounced. Zug, yeah.
1: Exactly, Zug, yeah. That's where I'm currently starting my business there. So I'm registering my business currently in Zug.
0: So it's like, uh, just, like just like Crypto Valley in, uh, in Switzerland, that was such an early, uh, you know, when the, when the Swiss government got involved in, in saying, hey, like, come and start businesses here and move here. That was like 2015, 2016. It's all timing in this industry, right? Because NFTs have existed kind of on Bitcoin almost forever. I mean, you did have like the rare Pepe's and some of those things um, that that were trading on on Omni and on and on Mastercoin and on Counterparty. But the thing is, it wasn't until really like Satoshi's CryptoPunks and and that really is considered the first wave. The other ones are considered like the prequel. And really, I. I rem- I don't understand why, maybe you can tell us why, but I, I remember saying to myself, yeah, the old NFTs were just ugly and focused too much on the technology and not the beauty of the actual NFT itself.
1: Yes, it's totally true. They were not the prettiest things in the world. And it was all about timing as well. I think everything is about timing. When you look at, you know, mm-hmm. Web2 services as well, you know, um, MySpace, maybe it came out at the wrong time, uh, you know, so it's, it's all about timing. And I, I think it was beginning of last year um, when I started to see NFTs really pop back up. You know, I got introduced to them in 2017 with Crypto uh, Kitties. That was the, the big project back in 2017. And then last year, I heard everyone was talking about NFTs. So I checked them out. And again, they were still really ugly. So I had, let's yeah. said, next year, 2021 will be uh, the year for NFTs, but it'll be pretty NFTs. It'll be art. So that led me down the, the rabbit hole of trying to find an artist, right? Come up with an idea. And then Satoshi Moves was basically born out of that last year.
0: And that's what I, what I don't really understand is, is how. Because I look at NFTs and I kind of connect the dots. NFT communities, right? These are, these are hyper niche communities, hyper into, you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. So you can kind of do a lot of things without egos. But these are the precursors to the future of smart cities, DAOs you know, decentralized, autonomous organizations that govern, you know, whether they're like Web3 metaverse type cities or like in real life, like, you know, the city, the physical city that you live in. This is the precursor because the world is watching how these communities kind of govern themselves, self-governance and how they they work with each other and how they create new ideas, how they solve problems together, how they're all stress tested. So here you have the Satoshiables, huge community, of a huge NFT community, right? 5,000 were the OGs, but then you have like different, you know, during Halloween, you were minting monsters. Now you have through, you're doing some other stuff with, uh, with built with NFTs, uh, for charity. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. There's all these like subculture communities within it. How do you start one?
1: It's tough. It's really tough. I mean, to, to start from nothing without a community and with, also without a following, I had no f- Twitter followers basically when I started. So it's really hard to, to get your voice heard basically. Yeah, you started I,
0: from the beginning.
1: Yeah, like I had like 20 <laughs> followers on Twitter, but you have to just do it and do the work. And slowly it, it just snowballs, you know, when, when you have, you, s- you build the community from the ground up, it's grassroots stuff and people get involved. And then it's, a, it, you know, it's, it, just, it just amplifies basically everyone's. Excited, and then they start spreading the word, and other people come on board, or you know, people like yourself get involved and spread the word. That helps it a lot, you know. So it's just it's slow, but you know, there's some really big communities like the Board Ape Yacht Club. That's one of the biggest ones out there at the moment. They were a huge influence at the beginning because basically their whole avatar concept with this unique uh style and everything comic book style. That's what I wanted to 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 do, and then I loved the the you know the kind of meme of of uh, Satoshi Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto. You know, yeah. Um, So I had to use that face, basically. Uh, And yeah, the rest is history, you know.
0: For those who don't know, there was a, yeah, there was a, um, I love how that got memed. You know, you had this guy who the Newsweek incorrectly, you know, pointed out and said, oh, maybe Satoshi, this is like, I don't remember, like six or seven years ago, said, oh, maybe Satoshi is actually this guy living in Silicon Valley, California. His name is Dorian Nakamoto, because that's the pseudonym that Satoshi said And there's this guy living, this old guy living there called Dorian Nakamoto. And that one morning he had millions of like, like views and all he had, like press at his door. And he's like, I don't even know what Bitcoin is like. And he was like (laughs) this nice old man, but he quickly like took it upon himself. And this is what I love about the community. He's like, you know what? I'm this character now. I'm like Dorian Nakamoto. Like I'm you know, like a false messiah type of thing. But i never like outed myself. Someone else outed me. So he's not like Craig Wright. So he can go out there and he goes to conferences, takes pictures with people. He loves all this art about him. He's got, Dorian Nakamoto is one of the largest subcultures in the world that I know of. It's insane. All because someone incorrectly thought he was Satoshi.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how happy he was about the whole media attention. Not in the so beginning, no. Uh, he, he was pissed no, off. No, at the beginning, but but we all love him. I mean, we, 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 whether he likes it or not, we, we <laughs> want him as our mascot. We love him, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, big shout out to him.
0: A lot of people who've spoken to him and who know him, like, like know that he's definitely, like, kind of, like... I don't know if he's like, embraced it because he's been forced to or because he's like, hey, this is, like, kind of cool, you know? Because he, he did work in tech and things like that, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I was just... I kind of was shaking my head saying, uh yeah, I kind of just kind of feel bad for this guy. But this is cool because what other industries rely on the culture and the technology in order to further its development, right? Like that that's what you're doing now. You're taking culture, you're taking subculture and you're kind of merging it with technology and you're building the next big thing. Your people are going to be saying, yeah, like these Satoshiable NFTs were the precursors to eventually uh, you have like cities being able to raise bonds to build uh, uh, new buildings. Bitcoin City down in, in in El Salvador. Like that's that's what's happening here.
1: Yeah, it's totally amazing. I mean, the the, the technology, as I, as with everything, technology moves so fast. And uh, I feel we're really we're so early in NFT space right now. It's it's crazy. We're we're basically where Bitcoin was six years ago. You know, with NFTs. So there's so much potential in my brain every day is just like bubbling away with these ideas. I kind of missed out on the web two bubble. You know, I, I was a little bit, I was in college at the time and I had I had ideas, but I didn't have enough, you know, knowledge to actually to, to, to do them. And I kind of missed that bubble. And now yeah. I feel I've got my second chance to basically, you know, c- create something huge here because I feel like we're now going through this big, massive wave of not just like creativity in terms of the art, but also the technology side coming up as well. So yeah, there's so many, so many cool things happening.
0: I want to really understand more of this, this, the grassroots of this. And I want to understand like what makes the community great. You have the Discord, Telegram, Twitter, across all social mediums, you have um, this wonderful community. And so, and, and when you originally, when you and I originally got in touch, maybe it was like six months ago, um, that's what originally attracted me to it because I do actually, when, when people send me their projects and they like said I actually do, you know, I do do the research. I do look into them all. And what I was like, well, I was like, who is this guy? What is this project? How does it have this community? Where did it come from? Because like you said, almost every, a lot of these projects today have hundreds of millions of dollars behind them. Influencers, VC world, you know, behind them, private equity. There's some money pulling the strings to reach an agenda, but here there's no agenda. So the community you're on a, like a a a boat with no, like you're not, have no destination. It's
1: true,
0: yeah. It's beautiful. Relishing,
1: yeah, Relish yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, we, we do. We we are quite proud of the little community we've got. We 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 just wish that more people like would see the the journey, the jump on the journey as well. It's really hard to stand out from the crowd at the moment because with every successful thing you get a million different people trying yeah. to also jump on board and there's i don't know how many nft projects have been released in the last six months you know so it's really hard to stand out from the crowd and the, we made a decision as a community to like listen. Let's just not shout the loudest. Let's just start start building things. Let's continue to to, to grow ourselves and don't don't go screaming at people. Look at us. You know, let's just actually build stuff. And that's what led us down the road of you know um, we've built with Bitcoin, building that project out. We've built a really cool bot as well in the Discord, which does loads of cool interactive things as well. So we've just been building stuff, and we'll continue to build stuff until we we, we keep growing. You know.
0: Tell us about the built with NFT project.
1: Yeah, I'm super proud of that one. Basically, at the very beginning of of Satoshables, one of the one of the key kind of aspects of the project was to donate a massive chunk of the of the minting ETH. So we we basically wanted to donate some, and then we put it up to the community and says, "Right, guys, choose a charity." And I don't know if you've heard of the GivingBlock.com. That's yes. Like the, uh, yeah, yeah. We've so had them on the show. Yeah, they're really cool. And basically we gave the, our community a list of those charities and they said pick one and we'll give them 10 Ethereum um, for the first donation. And then basically an overwhelming response was built with Bitcoin because obviously with the Bitcoin related NFT and then built with Bitcoin uh, was was there. And the stuff that they were doing is amazing. They're building schools in Africa, South America. Like they're going to communities that really need that and um, that like school right in the epicenter rather than having to get their kids to walk like yeah. two hours to school and then two hours back it's like it's not it's not like it's terrifying for the parents you know so uh, being able to build a school right there in the epicenter and then also employ people from the community and it's just amazing what they're doing over there so we love we love the charity um, and then, but, you know, like a, like my, the Scottish person in me is like, who are these people? I need to find out exactly sure. who they are. So <laughs> I got on a call with them. I said, right, here's 10 Ethereum. What are you got to do with it? You know? And then they, they outlined everything. I was like, wow, that's amazing. But the thing was, we started the phone call with, what are you got to do with this 10 Ethereum? And then we ended the phone call with the idea of, built with NFT, this mad idea of like, basically use our knowledge of launching NFT projects and there basically they use this, the artwork of their students. So they've got students ranging from three years old until nine years old. Um, and we thought, why don't we try and get them to, to, to paint for us? you know? And then we'll somehow scan them all, send them to me, I'll make a collection and we'll put it out there. And then we'll just give 100% back through Bit with Bitcoin. And they said, yes, let's launch it on Giving Tuesday, which at the time was three months away. So we gave us a really short window to do this. And, and it, we pulled it off basically, like we got over 500 students involved um, some of them never even seen paint before, you know. Like, oh God. Is, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Like, we had to really explain to them, like, kind of what to do.
0: This is such a cool but idea.
1: That artwork is beautiful, really beautiful. And they managed to build with Bitcoin. Their team on the ground managed to scan every single one of those 500, upload them to 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 Dropbox or whatever, send it to me, and then I processed them all. And then we launched. I made the website, smart contract, and then we launched it. And uh, we've minted now to uh, 200. Uh, NFTs. and and those 200 NFTs, like if we've got a breakdown on the website like even those just those 200 nfds is enough to like make a whole new like water system for a for a small community it's crazy one man even just one man is enough for a whole school uniform
0: it's really like, it's,
1: yeah like what is it cost to
0: couple, mint one
1: uh, 0.06 ethereum so it's just like it's a couple it's a good investment but like it's you know it's, it's the normal this. kind of price nowadays for an NFT basically yeah. like that's the that's the going price kind of.
0: So this is this is where like where I'm understanding the value and how these communities kind of go. So here you have a project where there's like a a, a very very minute investment. You're getting or not even investment. You're buying you're buying an NFT. You're getting one. Um, it's unique in everything. There's a social good behind it. So you actually want to encourage other people to come in and get involved too. And that creates this, like, another hyper-niche community within it. Um, and the community ends up doing a lot of the work behind it once the snowball gets going.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, we've set a royalty fee, actually, of 7.5% on all secondary sales. And 100% of that is also going back to the charity. So even once you buy the, or mint the NFT, if you then sell that on, you're still contributing to the charity. And then if they sell it on, they're still contributing. So it's like this, no, this is always going to be, this. hopefully, this... Uh, like continuing revenue income stream for the charity.
0: Could you take this technology and a, in a, in a, in a decentralized way where it protects my privacy as an individual and create an ecosystem where if my spending, earning and saving was done all on chain. Could some percentage of income or something be taken and given to a charitable cause, like that's the technology that you're building here, but you're doing it on a massive scale. So what if, if 20,000 people. All said, here is a a non fungible unique token that every time its transaction, it benefits a social good. That's crazy.
1: Hundred yeah, percent. I mean, smart contract, right? You can pretty much do anything with the smart contract. So you just need to just need to build in the address where you want to send the donation to, and then and it's all automated, decentralized, stuck there on the blockchain forever. So that's totally doable. Yeah. And yeah. as you said, I mean, imagine doing that on scale. You know, charity on scale. Oh, that, would be, that would change the world, basically. You know, it's crazy.
0: Well, that's the biggest thing. That's the, I literally, I, the other day I saw the biggest problem with charity today. Uh, someone tweeted to Jack Dorsey and said, or I think it was Elon Musk and said, Hey, why don't you give like 20 or $30 billion to the world health organization or something like that? And Elon Musk responded and said, if they can tell me right now how they would spend that money, I would give them the money right now. And I was like, that's literally the problem is there's, there's lack of transparency. With and they're like, where is the line? There's a gray area. There's so I agree with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why it's important for me to get on a call with these guys. And to be honest with you, I spoke to the founder, Yusuf, and basically I got an instant feeling of, yeah, this guy, he's, he's genuine. He knows what he's talking about. He outlined it really in a way where it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really comfortable handing over 10 Ethereum to this guy. Yeah. Um, and, and not only that, he showed me the proof, like he showed me the videos told me the stories also. Um, yeah. So it's important to know where your money's going. And if, the more you decentralize this stuff and maybe the more you give the power back to the actual um, donators as well, you know, through blockchain somehow, that would be yeah, really, really good. Core development things like giving block is doing a lot of that.
0: Well, right now you're talking about just uh, a core development and building software. But eventually when these things are powering uh, uh, smart cities, you're talking about like paying the sanitation workers all on chain. And things yeah, like that, awesome. the the mayor getting paid like, that's kind of like the world that I envision down the road. That's like, you, you... someone asked me the other day, it's like, why don't you uh, uh, live in such and such place? And there's a place that I work in a lot, so I'm constantly traveling. And I'm like, well, this city in America is known as like the highest, the most corruption, public graft, embezzlement. It's terrible. It's a revolving door. Crime. It's the worst. Why would I want to live in a city and pay property taxes to that city? I feel like I'm being stolen from every single day. I think every day now, uh, uh, th- especially with the COVID world, we're realizing more that home and where you live is your sanctuary. And so more people are going to be pushing for more transparency. And I think that this is where our technology has a, has a time to shine.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's, that sounds like a beautiful future, definitely, and uh, an exciting future. One that might be... Maybe sooner than we think. Who knows? You know, you never oh, yeah. know. It's uh, it's very fast, this stuff. I mean, just look what's happened in the last uh, 10 years, basically. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, definitely in our lifetime, I think we'll see some massive shifts, whether it be, you know, government size or, you know, even just grassroots building up to a level where it's like the governments are starting to have to pay attention because the, the people have built it, you know. So, yeah, pretty cool.
0: So we have, so you so you have Satoshables, which takes its culture from Satoshi, from the early Bitcoin culture. And then you have um, Satoshables built on and currently on, running on the Ethereum blockchain. But one of the first things when I met you is that you've been constantly pushing the idea of, of Bitcoin and having Satoshiables be a cross-chain or an interoperable uh, uh, NFT that can exist on now two chains on Bitcoin too. And there's this big project Stacks that's been around for a long time. And you guys have worked with them to build like a bridge to allow people to go back and forth. I mean, this is, very novel and unique. It's the first of its kind.
1: Yeah, it's um, really exciting to work on, actually. And that kind of was born out of the fact that, you know, being a Bitcoin NFT, again, um, uh, I had a lot of, let's call them Bitcoin enthusiasts uh, contact me and say, really love the project. Hate that I had to buy it on Ethereum. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay, I understand. That makes sense and then um one of our one of our basically um early adopters uh, trevor owens he put me onto stacks he says listen you can get this on bitcoin you know and uh, i said what's well, a bitcoin NFT? that's not a thing um no and and basically yeah stacks made it possible so stacks if anyone doesn't know it's basically a, it's a layer one it's not a layer two but it's a layer one blockchain on its own where the actual transactions are settled on bitcoin so their statement is like it's built with stacks but secured with bitcoin and I thought, oh, that's really cool. And uh, ever since I heard that, basically, I've been trying to figure out a way to, to get, get them over there. And I've got my team working on it now. We're actually in testing phase right now. We're hoping to get the first Satoshables over to Stacks by the end of this year. So that's really exciting.
0: Could this Stacks bridge be a way for, for folks to bring on their NFTs from like Solana onto Bitcoin or Ethereum?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now it's only for Satoshables because there's the problem of basically trust, right? Because you need to you need to know who the project, the project owner themselves will have to set up the smart contract on each side. Otherwise, how do you know that this is the proper Satoshables contract on Stacks? Or, you know, you don't want someone being malicious and stealing that stuff. So there's always got to be an element of um, initial setup phase and and verification. And yeah, in terms of other, other chains, I mean, Solana, why not? You know, at the end of the day, how it works is basically you just lock it on one side and then unlock it on the other side. So you would just basically lock it on Solana and then the middle part, the bridge part, listens for that and then unlocks it on, on Stacks. So it's the, the kind of concept of it can happen anywhere, basically. I'm,
0: uh, you know, so. I'm confused why I saw an article the other day saying that most projects on Solana are closed source. I didn't, I didn't think you can actually build projects on a public blockchain in a closed source way. As my Not that you couldn't, but why would some? I guess I was being naive in that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I've actually never dabbled in Solana uh, myself. I'm I've just come in from the Ethereum side. Same. Yeah, it's getting um, so in, big. Yeah. In terms of in terms of source code, you know, you can obviously verify your contracts on Ethereum and you can read all the code. Um, you know, contracts which are not verified in, on Ethereum are usually doing some smelly stuff that nobody people don't want them to see. Um, so that's why they don't verify their code, so it's it's obviously then not read, readable. So, yeah, I I'm I've never really looked into Solana.
0: Guys, we need to talk about how to use your Bitcoin and your USDC to earn you interest and make you more money. To do that, we're going to talk about our newest sponsor, Ledin.io, a much better home for your Bitcoin. They're amazing. They're a secure, simple and easy to use platform for managing and growing your digital wealth. On Ledin, you can earn interest on your Bitcoin and on your USDC with some of the industry's best rates. 6.1% Earn 6.1% APY on your first two Bitcoin and 9% on all of your USDC That's right All you need to do is deposit your coins and you'll receive steady payouts at the end of each month Just for leaving your coins with them 6.1% on Bitcoin is pretty huge You don't find that same kind of return elsewhere without taking a much greater risk and 9% on your USDC think about what kind of rate you'll get if you had dollars sitting in your bank's savings account, probably almost nothing. If you've got dollar savings sitting around, this seems like a no brainer. All you need to do to sign up with Ledin is send a bit of Bitcoin or USDC their way and then sit back and let the interest accrue. So what are you waiting for? Go to untoldstories.link forward slash to start earning interest on your Bitcoin or USDC today. That's untoldstories.link forward slash you're going to love them. Enjoy. We're all used to investing in different types of cryptos, and we know that you can buy as little as $1 worth of any coin or token, but you can't do the same thing with stocks, bonds, and ETFs and all those other like traditional assets. And then if you can, you can't do it all in the same place. Our newest sponsor public.com. It's a super awesome community where they take your private your privacy seriously, and you can get in there and trade slices of crypto bitcoin all different coins and tokens and also stocks bonds etfs equities and it's all done in the same place what i love about it is that you have all these different investors you can connect with with all walks of life life gain confidence ask questions get the big picture with curated themes talk to everyone but they don't get involved in the order flow they're not selling your data to all these other middlemen and we got a very good special for you my listeners today if you go to public.com forward slash untold stories and you start investing with one dollar they're going to give you up to fifty dollars in a free stock a slice of a stock that's all you got to do download the app one dollar you get fifty bucks worth public.com forward slash untold stories, valid for U.S. residents, 18 plus only, subject to account approval. And make sure you check out public.com forward slash disclosures. There's no investment advice here. These guys have been doing and amalgamating all of these different types of community stock bonds, ETFs, cryptos all together. Make sure you check it all out. Public.com forward slash untold stories. So I have a I have like a, a question that I'm thinking about formulating in my head as I'm going to ask you, but the whole point of, I remember having a conversation with, with like John Matonis, like in 2012, and he was explaining fungibility of money to me. And he was explaining that you need money to be fungible because it it prevents anyone from saying blacklisting Charlie's coins or blacklisting Brian's coins, or, you know, the only fungible money that we have is physical cash today because it doesn't record who owned it prior to when it's a it's a bearer bond. It's an actual bearer thing, you know? And so much development on Bitcoin over the years has to maintain its fungibility. Uh because that pushes for its security. Uh, we just activated Taproot, which further actually it's really great because it makes all transactions look the same on Bitcoin. So whether they're a smart contract, a multi-sig transaction, or a regular Bitcoin transaction, now on Bitcoin, it all looks the same from the public eye because it's a very privacy oriented uh, project, right? Do you envision more as these things get bigger and bigger and more valuable and someone wants to maybe like borrow against his Satoshiable to purchase a home? Do you envision more people moving on to Bitcoin just because of that security? I mean, non-fungible to me sounds like now there's this thing out there that a blockchain could identify as owned by me and they can freeze it or reverse it or confiscate it
1: yeah i mean one of the one of the biggest things on ethereum on nfts basically is the authentication like the, the fact that you can you can authenticate this is mine i own this um so you know bringing that over to, to the bitcoin side is is definitely important and um yeah in terms of being more secure it's the largest blockchain uh in the world you know it's 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 definitely the most secure so um I've already had comments from people saying, I just want to move my, my Satoshiable over there to just hold it there. Like, I, I just want it there. Yeah. Uh, just not so much for peace of mind or whatever, but like, you know, they just feel, yeah, I want to put it there. I want to keep it there for the long term. Um, so I can definitely see as, as, the, as Stacks evolves um, and gets, gets more integrated with Bitcoin, because I believe they're also developing the ability to actually just pay straight up with Bitcoin, which is going yeah. to be a huge step. So it's basically just going to be smart contracts and Bitcoin in the end. Um, and I think that when that's available, I think it'll be really a massive thing. People will really um, jump on board because of the security aspect.
0: Yeah, the security aspect is such a is such a big thing. And you'll yeah. see uh, uh, definitely like all blockchains kind of competing for the future projects, but at the same time, Maybe like total value lock there will be a thing. I know we're talking more macro now and you have an interoperability. So the, the idea of building like bridge now for this one project now, I envision it being an open thing where other projects will want to utilize that same technology, um, uh, potentially bring on other blockchains. Interoperability is definitely like the way of the, the future.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, that's that's that will be the thing that unlocks everything. I I don't believe in like one or takes all things. I think yeah. that basically, there'll be there'll be some blockchains that will do things better. Maybe Ethereum will be the metaverse. You know, maybe that's the good place to go for the metaverse. Uh, Bitcoin's the place to go for the long storage for the gold storage for the security. Um, who knows, you know, and then some other blockchains going to pop up now and do something. Yeah, else. You new know, ones uh, that we don't even yeah, know about yeah. yet. Definitely, definitely for the maybe for the more uh, utility style style things, you know, so I think there'll, there'll be different things, But the important thing is that they're not closed and there will there will be ways Easier ways to communicate between them because then it's like really 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 cool because you have no limits Then you can you can just start doing things in Ethereum and then telling Bitcoin Hey, lock that up there or give me some of this Bitcoin or you know, so I think that's the way the only way it should go
0: so, so here can- you are here you are like You've, you were telling me earlier that you quit your job, your full-time Satoshables, your full-time crypto. Uh, does, does having like a community behind you, does that give you comfort knowing that you're kind of not doing this alone?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it would be really hard to do it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was alone. At, I, I was alone at the beginning. You know, I was I was myself, and then um, my I got Art IOP involved, our artist. Um, but he's not technical. I mean, the first question he asked me was, "What's an NFT?" And I'm like, "Okay, we've got a lot to a long way to go here, my friend. You know, I need to teach you first of all what an NFT is." But um, once we started building the community, and you know, the struggles that came along with like. Oh, the you know we're not getting the the exposure that I like, and you know it was quite hard to to grow something, and um you feel the pressure uh, building when you've got the community. But at the same time, you know um, a few of the members reach out to you and they're talking to you like, hey, you know everything's going to be okay, you know we can That's talk crazy. about it and it's like and they really helped a few of them really helped me along the way you know and you know quitting your job is not an easy thing to do it's a scary thing to do you know and uh a few of a few of the members have also really helped me along along that journey as well so yeah uh basically i've made really good friends uh through the community and uh yeah i hope more people join
0: it's an understanding too it's like sometimes you want to talk to other members of a community before you talk to like a therapist because you know they get yeah. you automatically. You're of the same like thread or whatever. It's a beautiful Definitely. thing. That's, yeah, yeah and that's and literally, it's, what I love it's, about
1: it's this. It's weird to say, but also maybe maybe also uh, before family because my family like they 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 love the success and everything, but they do not get it. Like uh, I uh, I love them for it, but they're like yeah something to do with bitcoin and uh, something to do with computers my mom says like you know like yeah it's something to do with computers yeah
0: <laughs> it's hard it's hard for them my parents still a decade later still don't get it it's hard for them to understand like you and i were, were were products of this internet world where and i'm and tell me i don't want to speak for you i'm just making assumptions but which is by the way making an ass out of you and me is what i heard making assumptions <laughs> yeah, I like that. but I, i'm assuming you're you know you're you've your your social world that you grew up with, like myself, was internet chat rooms and message boards definitely. and forums and. Oh, first... MSN Messenger, definitely. Exactly, and so like these, when you, our parents like their social worlds were their high school and these dances and the proms and the and all these other like in the lockers and like you know getting bullied, pushing people against the wall getting trolled on Twitter is the modern day getting stuffed yeah. into a locker.
1: Yeah, times one million. <laughs> times one million. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, it's pretty, it's so pretty dark sometimes, man. You know, like uh, it can get pretty brutal. Um, these keyboard warriors and stuff. So, but I think like it's dark say, we are, because- We are now veterans. We are veterans in this, yeah. now, you know, like, yeah.
0: We were that first generation, that's why. That first generation, yeah. it was more blunt. It was more like, still figuring it all out. Now it's it's softened a lot like you see like there's more rules and boundaries and like lanes that you have to stay in on, on across all social media. But it used to not be that way. You used to be able to do whatever you want, say whatever you want, how you ever wanted. If you got someone to not like me, but like I would see people and they would have their goals. If you can get someone to cry and quit, that like you won. And that's such a <laughs> negative thing in the early days yeah. of the internet. I hated that.
1: Yeah, I mean the I was supposed to say, it was pretty pretty bleak, man, pretty dark, uh, you know, try to avoid those places and just talk to your friends and the, the chat rooms were, I, I would log in a chat room and log back out like five seconds, like, like nope, that's not for me, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the social media came along and that that, that was the next wave and that was a like, I, I really bought into the whole let's all connect thing and then, you know, obviously now you're like, well, let's not give them all our information thing, <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> um, so, into hybrid or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like my young nieces, they they grew up now on that side. So they grew up with the social media side as well. So it's different to see how they also interact with their friends. Like we, I think we were lucky enough because when we were kids, we were able to still go out and get, roll around in the mud and do some things. Yeah. These kids today are just like, these kids today, I can't believe I just said that, but these kids today, you know, uh, they're always on the on the phone. It's and, not
0: free anymore. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Like off, you know what it is? O- offline fun or like Roll around in the mud, type fun, is not is going to be a novelty in the future. And to do that, cost money. Like, yeah. I never would have thought that I can go and pay to throw axes at wood and drink beer. Yeah, you ever go to those places? <laughs> I could just do that when I was a kid. Just go in the forest and get a bunch of your dad's like axes and knives and throw them at the yeah. at the tree or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you know, one of your le- friends' with legs would get chopped off, but that's what.
1: Exactly. Not many axes in Scotland when I was a kid, though, but I know what you're trying to say.
0: <laughs> you guys get to play around in, like, castles and... I know Does every American but <laughs> that all of Scotland is filled with just constant castles?
1: Yeah, and people in and Celts, uh, just, just running around with haggises, throwing each other just the haggis, and uh, we live in castles. No, there's actually... I don't think there's any castles in Glasgow that I know of. Uh, you need to go a little bit more north to get to the castles. But Glasgow itself is a really cool city. Glasgow is a really, like, multicultural... And the music, the music scene's really cool there. The art scene's really cool there.
0: So yeah, yeah, we'll be out there in January. If there's any other, any, I know I have a lot of Scottish listeners, but if you're listening, get in touch, because I'll be out there, and I definitely can use some friends, just in life, not just friends in one place. I, I could always. <laughs> yeah. But um, you think you'll move to to Bitcoin City in El Salvador?
1: Um, I I would like, I would love to. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I'm really paying attention now to what El Salvador's doing. I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, um. Built with built with Bitcoin are also there as well. They're on the ground there. They're their thing, what they realized was it's like, okay, it's cool that a city has adopted Bitcoin. That's a really awesome thing. They're they're taking control. But when you go to the rural areas of those cities, some of them don't have mobile phones or laptops or not, they have nothing. So it's like great for them, but like they can't access it. So, built with Bitcoin, are actually they've realised this and they're actually donating like mobile phones and technology and computer laboratories on the ground in El Salvador right now um, in these rural rural areas, so that they can benefit from this. You know, so that they can also get involved. I mean, I'm sure El Salvador themselves are also they have their programs and you know doing this as well. But you know, built with Bitcoins on the ground doing it right now.
0: Those guys are are making sure that not just like expatriates moving into El Salvador are benefiting from this, but. Yeah. El Salvadorians themselves should be the first ones, if anything, because we're you now you guys are we're moving to their to their to their land to their home and everything like that. Um yeah. I've read like a lot of reports that that it does plan to like very broadly address like these very broad social programs where like citizens are getting paid and have the ability to get firsthand like rice or etc. I don't know all the details, but I want to I. Wanna, uh, I I think it would be really great for for other you know heads of state around the world wherever they fall on the democratic or decentralization platform whether they're capitalist or socialist or whatever the country is it would be great if other he can be a beacon for them and to say hey like we can do some amazing programs here and do some amazing things
1: I hope so I mean Maybe not the larger countries at the beginning, but I'm sure a lot of the smaller countries will be going, Okay, that, that, that seems like a good template. Now, yeah. Let's try it, you know. And and then that then it'll come up from the ground and all the small countries will use it and then kind of then the big countries will be like, Well, the people will start saying, When are we getting it? you know, and then that's that's when they'll have to change. Um but again it's uh it's a pure technology, it's decentralized and there's no there's no like corruption there. Like you can you can't it's hard to like mess around cool. with it, you know. Yeah.
0: You asked me earlier, I had an idea and I didn't send you, send you the message yet. And so this was my, oh, idea. Yes.
1: Yeah. um,
0: I'd like, I'd like 245 guests on this show, all pillars of our community. I think to honor them would be really cool if you wanted to with Satoshiables, if we could mint and then give them each their, their NFT or like they get 10 of them are minted and you're giving them 10 so they can do whatever they want with them. I want to give them as gifts to, to my podcast guests for coming on the show. It could be a really good idea.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we have we have Ayub, our artist. He's uh, really talented. He can make some really cool stuff. So we've got we've got our special editions as well. Our special editions have been. Have That's been what going. I want to do,
0: like an untold story special. Yeah,
1: definitely, we can do that to your to your guests. No problem at all. I mean, we do. We have, we have the super Satoshi. And we have the Golden Satoshi as well. So the Super Satoshi is an actual Superman with the Dorian face. Like, uh, and it's sold for like seven Ethereum as well. Wow. So it's like, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, th- actually Satoshi world number one, it's sold for 17.4 Ethereum, which was the, the biggest sale.
0: grassroots so project where, where the value had to be created from the first penny up until now, it's such a beautiful thing to hear and to see that because it also gives other projects to say, hey, let's go more of the grassroots route instead of going like, hey, I'm raise fifty million dollars first or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and especially now that the the one I mentioned, Satoshi World Number One, we actually gave that one away. Like that was part of the 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 benefits, if you like, of the beginning. So we
0: it gave me we, mine too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well we gave a lot away.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, the the Satoshi World number one, we gave it to one of our uh, it was a prize drawing basically of one of our original mentors. So we had a, had a uh, competition and one guy basically won it um, and we sent him it and it's the first one it's the only it's the original one and he he messaged me saying hey you know would you mind if i sold it i says dude go for it man like sell this thing you know like do it if you need to like, do it you know and he's like, okay. And then we put it up for auction, and I was pushing the auction in Discord, and it's like one Ethereum, two, five, oh, six. Oh, It so ended beautiful. at 17 point. It's like, I think at the time it was like $60,000. He's like, man, I've got to pay my student loans. I'm going to be able to do all these things I need to do. I'm like, amazing. That's like, that's so cool. You know, we gave it away to this guy, and he was able to pay off his student loans with that. It's like, wow.
0: Brian Lachlan, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories today and talking about Satoshiables and a lot of other fun things. I'm excited to work on this project, hopefully, with you.
1: Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm happy we got this show. This is awesome. Yeah.